Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Robert Evans here, and I wanted to let you know this is a compilation episode. So every episode of the week that just happened is here in one convenient and with somewhat less ads package for you to listen to in a long stretch if you want. Uh, If you've been listening to the episodes every day this week, there's going to be nothing new here for you, but you can make your own decisions. Sacred 23! (laughs) Extremely, extremely exciting. It's finally, finally 2023. That Mm -hmm. means only... Funny things can happen this year. That's your intro to the to the system. <laughs> That's right, Sophie. Well, welcome, to, well, welcome you, to it could happen it, here. You crushed it, buddy. I won't hear any criticism. Yeah, oh. welcome, yeah. Magnificent. welcome to it could happen Five here. Stars. 2023. Welcome. Well, I don't know if I'm going to say they're welcome, but it is 2023. So, Lord, can, mm-hmm. good, good, good work. Enjoy your year of Discord. Um, as if any year of the last like ten has not been a year. Of yeah, Discord. every yeah. every year um, previously was totally normal and not chaotic. <laughs> yeah, so well, it's all downhill from here. First off, welcome welcome back. We we love some of you, probably, presumably. I haven't met you, any of the ones that I love, but I assume that you're out there. Uh, how's everybody doing? How's everyone's new year? Wow, just an Aha, absolute, that was a lie. absolute slap in the face to anyone you've met on any of your live events that's a fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I love all of hey, you. Right. I'm not hey, like, right. so nice to meet you. Thank you for coming in person for my well, event. I, also, I, fuck you. Yeah. That's what you this just is, said. This, this whole episode is a series of slaps to the face because it's not 2023 for us. We're lying. We're all lying to them. Yeah, right uh, now. T- who knows if we make it that far? Today, yeah. today we're recording this on December nineteenth, twenty twenty-two, and and what yeah. what is it? What has happened today, friends? Also, who are you? Who is on this episode? Uh, well, Garrison's here, as I have already spoken into the microphone. Oh my god! Do you know who else has spoken into the microphone? Shereen? Question mark. I'm Shereen. Shereen. So now you have Sophie. Yeah. Sophie. Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James. Oh. Yeah, There's only one left. Oh no, Mia! I don't. I don't think I've actually spoken into this episode yet. So you have now. Now, you now have. I have. Now there you she have. Is. Now you have. Um, now you have. You've started the day. Um, we did it. 
So that's how you introduce a podcast. That was mother so yeah. incredibly was, awkward. No, that it was yeah. perfect. No. Uh, magnificent. As if we had never done a podcast. Before. But uh, yeah. but uh, before we're we get to this, to some of the 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 Q and A stuff, what has happened today when yeah. we're recording it? Oh well, I, today I is know. the day is the one day anniversary of me showing Garrison the movie Strange Days, written by James Cameron. Um, <laughs> oh a a New Year's classic. Oh, wow. such a good movie. <laughs> Not seen it. No, oh, no. you gotta, you gotta watch yeah. it. It is. Robert it got is. an alert on his phone that was just uh-huh. like, "Memories, one year." A lot of one day, one day, one day. A lot of violence against the LAPD in that film. Yeah, democracy the, has triumphed today. That's what's it, happened. Democracy will say, has happened. Yeah, definitely not a pro LAPD movie. Um, also, you, you you get to repeatedly see a couple of of now prominent actors O faces, um, which is which is great. Um, in, in, in a slightly problematic context, but... <laughs> a, a deeply problematic context, but a good movie. What act- anyway? Um, what actors are in this movie? Uh, what's his what's his Ralph name? Fiennes? Uh, yeah, Ralph mm-hmm. Fiennes oh, wow. is, the, is the main character, and wow. he looks exactly like ten years ago. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper in this movie. Yeah. Don't um, insult. Don't insult Ralph. Don't do no, that. They both yeah. look good. That's what I mean. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, Ralph. that's cruel. Um, he's great, and then Angela Bassett is fucking incredible in it. She's amazing. Um, Queen. Yeah. Tom Sizemore is present. Uh, in the movie, we're just gonna Vincent go through the entire <laughs> casting crew. Strange, who's the gaffer, Robert? Yeah, all right. Well, so, my favorite is Vincent D'Onofrio looks exactly like Tim Heidecker's character in that I think you should leave sketch where they're at the UFO themed restaurant. It's it's uncanny. Um, <laughs> glad, great glad to film. know that you're still doing. Uh, I think you should leave references in the Lord's Year 2023. Well, that actually I showed leads my, into I showed my, my family it uh, before. Before they left to go see other family for Christmas, how and did that go? Nice. I I sat I sat my family down to watch the second half of season two, and magnificent. Yeah, yeah, I love that. it's divine, divine. And, and that that leads into my only prediction for the next year, which We're is not, this is this is not, not a prediction. This is a Q and A. Robert, get it well, together. What are you doing, thing. Evan? Oh God, come on! All right, who's what's the first question then? Well, <laughs> what do these sons of bitches want to know? Um, in an alternate universe where it could happen here has a corporate office, does the staff get a Robert Evans book for holiday uh, presents or a gift card? And I, we can we can actually what? answer this because yeah, dis- dis- d- despite not having a corporate office, there still there there still was a, a holiday gift, which I mm-hmm. have not actually received mine yet, so I can't say what mine is. But I know o- o- other people Why have received, you received theirs. Yours? I, ordered, I don't know, Sophie. I ordered yours for her. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Sophie, you know, sometimes Sophie, it'd be like that. Tracking. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be. Yeah, Sophie about to ruin some UPS driver's day. Yeah. Um, Chaos. But what did got, what did everyone else receive uh, for their? Dearest, it could dearest here. Garrison will be delivered by five forty five p.m. today. Out for today. Out for there, there you go. It's there okay, go. Garrison. I didn't get shit either. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Boo fucking I actually do. did oh. buy you something, but it hasn't come yet. Devastatingly, what did uh, what did what did everyone else get for for their holiday gift? Was it a Robert Evans book? No, no it wasn't. Oh my God, um, no, that, Robert, that would be Robert, deeply unhinged. Oh my God, imagine you're that fucked up. That like, would imagine be hilarious. you're that unhinged that you're like. I, uh, <laughs> so, I think you should do that so to iHeart. I, like I the, have the, a, the higher the, up to iHeart. Send them your book as a gift. My uh, the second job I ever had, which was or third job I guess, which was working for this accountant 
guy, this like ta- like that he was like a, an, not a, right. He was yeah, a retirement like a, a advisor guy. He would help old people get their money in order to retire. He, it was mostly like helping him host events at like a Texas roadhouse where we would try to get old people to buy annuities. But um, so I worked for this guy, and the day I started the job, he gave me a copy of his self-published novel, Operation Nightwatch, which nice. was about a group of Navy SEALs going rogue to stop drug dealers, wow, and is it's, it's one of the way. worst things I've ever read. Oh, you read it? Oh, I mean, I attempted to. I, I someone when I mentioned it once on the show, somebody found and bought a copy and that's like posted that, it on that's Twitter. Sales. Yeah, give that money to someone else. Um, that's unhinged. Oh, he can't. Can't be alive anymore. There's no way he's still alive. Oh, it was, alive. It, it was yeah, probably gonna... on like eBay or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that man has been dead for years. I'm sure. But okay. we still uh, we still haven't answered we still haven't yeah, answered the question. Get to the point here. We got yes. tiny cans of mace. Uh, two two little personal yes. maces. Uh, yeah. one for the left hand, one for the right hand, so yeah. you can dual wield. I really mm-hmm. like it. It's very compact. I, mm-hmm. New pepper spray has been on my to buy list for like months because mine was expired like a year ago. But I've never actually bought one, and so it was perfect. And now it's just so tiny. I can put it in like my fanny pack and just mm-hmm. continue on my day. That's right. How, That's right. how do you know it won't work if it's expired? I just you looked it, it up. I, I looked it up, and I was just like, I don't want to, like, I don't know. I just um, It was on my to-buy list. I obviously didn't buy it yet. It wasn't, like, pressing. You don't want to, like, hurt somebody with expired pepper spray. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the propellant that expires. It'll yeah. Okay. Okay. The can yeah. itself gets, like, yeah. faulty. Yeah, mace yourself. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you yeah. go. Um, let's see. So we're going to be going through some of the questions that we got for the previous. Sorry, my cats are making. Also, I do like that that person, that person really thought that Robert was that person that was like, hey, uh, happy holidays. Here's my book. I do get the royalties. You're welcome. (laughs) We should. You're right, though, Sophie. We should. We should use the corporate cards to buy more copies of my book. That's a good idea. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sure. We we can just ship them to the sea, though. It doesn't matter where they go. Airdrop them. (laughs) You have a book burning. Yeah. For the next question, um, and we're we're using the 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 questions from the previous. It could happen here live stream for this, by the way. So if we didn't get to your question, we're getting to some more of them right now. Unless your questions Uh, sucked. Yeah. Yeah, or was well, very personal. Or was very uh, yes. Personal. That's yeah. that is that's most. That, of the that's ones. what I meant yeah. by sucked. <laughs> um, so, do you know of a way to get involved in mutual aid without using social media? I don't really use it for mental health reasons. Good decision there to not use yeah. social media. <laughs> Continue not using social media. Yeah, um, a lot of mutual aid organizing or you know like requests happen on social media, um, mm-hmm. but I mean there's. I guess it, it, it depends on how you use social media, I, I suppose. Like, it might be useful to have a friend that follows some of the some of the social media stuff in your local area, whether that be on Twitter or Mastodon or Instagram, um, and then can, like, relay, relay to you if there's local events. Um, or you can just, like, section off, like, once a week you check on just a few of those things, and then you, then you delete the app fr- from your phone again. Um, because... Once you are like plugged into a local community, then people can just like directly send you flyers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you have to have those connections there in the first place, and those connections are really best made by going to things on the ground, whether it be you know a food not bombs type thing, whether it be you know like a clothing swap. Um, lots of local events do happen in, in 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 people's cities, and once you actually go there in person, that's where real community actually gets built. So it's it's just it's just it's kind of just 
breaking the ice to actually get in, to actually go to a few in person things, and then and then people can send you you know direct yeah. flyers and stuff if if you don't want to. Yeah be doom scrolling well uh, looking for things you don't have to even have an account if you don't decide not to you can like view profiles on twitter and instagram without an account like you can't like see the comments or whatever but if you just want to see their profile every once in a while and check in what and what they're doing you can do that online with no account yeah often as well like um well we're doing mutual aid things here it, it tends to focus on the border a lot or unhoused people and like in both cases you can just show up and, and you'll meet someone who's helping in most instances and, and then they can direct you, right? They can text you or signal you, whatever. Like there were tons of people in 2018 when the migrant caravan arrived who were like much older, not on social media, often with church groups. And they didn't hugely like have, um, I, I would say a lot of experience in that kind of area, but they deeply wanted to help and they showed up and people were like, hey, can you go to Costco and get this? And they were like, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and, and we use WhatsApp and it was fine. And like, check around. An, an, another option would be obviously if you, if you if you have like a, like a radical meeting space in your city, you can check there. Um, if if you don't have those, you can even check see if there's any like radical coffee shops or cafes that maybe mm. have like a bulletin board. People will often put up flyers for stuff there. Um, just you really have to do start start trying to be like plugged into yeah. your actual like IRL local community, and that's generally that goes yeah um you have to be more proactive than if you had social media is the main thing yeah you still have to show up either way right like if, yeah yeah in the and end do you, do you know who else wants you to show up online oh robert evans the, i don't these products and services that want you to to we're now the exclusively link. only sponsored by robert's books yes the literature of robert <laughs> evans <laughs> and here's an excerpt all right and we're back Speaking of the internet, Robert, or anyone, I suppose, uh, do you think there's a way to get back to fulfilling the promise of the early internet? Uh, no, um, I don't. I think the early internet was a thing that happened, that in part was the way that it was because our brains did not have any kind of tolerance or, or, or like, we're not, like, prepared for it. Um, and it, it kind of grew up as we became capable of like i don't know like the 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 internet grew more social as we got used to it and i don't think that can ever happen again like those those weird little moments uh where i don't know yeah i my my answer is no i i don't think it'll ever happen again in the same way that like you're never going to get those weird little moments that you you had at like the birth of you know yeah, uh, the printing press or whatever. Like, you know, it, it yeah. was a unique moment in history, and it's never going to come again. Uh, all, yeah. but which doesn't mean that something else won't happen. Um, but the internet's not like we, the the fact that we've all lived through the social media era means even once all these companies go bust, our brains have still been changed by them yeah. too much to ever go back to posting the way we once did. No, we're too far gone. I think. Yeah. On a kind of similar note. Uh, in a few days, we have an episode from Andrew on digital commons, and this that kind of revolves around this same kind of question. So, in a few days, we'll have we'll have an episode kind of ab about this topic ran by Andrew. Um, but uh, James, you, you you had something? Yeah, sometimes like uh, obviously, like the internet is, is terrible in many ways. But like when we talk about like what happened in Myanmar, that series that Robert and I did, uh, like that 
seems to me like it's delivering on some of the promises of of the early internet like it's it's mad that you know a a young person uh like who is facing a coup and wants democracy in this part of asia can go online speak to some dude in i, I i'm these aren't real play, uh, like people I've spoken to, but like some some guy in his garage in Ohio who who's three D printing guns, and, and that person can help the other person arm themselves and and defend their right to choose who governs them or if they're governed at all. Like that is really fucking cool, and that doesn't happen without the internet. And um, so you know, yeah, there's also from that. yeah, it's it's not that there's not going to be good things done with the internet or that it can't be made better, but it's never going to be what it was because yeah. yeah. We, we simply know too much. Um, let's see. What are some inspiring recent examples of cooperation increasing survival odds to show the type that thinks they just need ammo to survive? <laughs> Another good touchstone with the, for this would be the movie Trimmers, um, which which shows that while while guns I mean, and ammo, un- unfortunately, can be a actually, part of a survival, he's right. Survival plan. Yeah, yeah. Nobody lives without right. community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I think Robert actually is correct here. Uh, More broadly, this person's like consciously or unconsciously paraphrasing Kropotkin, right? Um, but like, we have all just lived through a a pandemic, and they are still living through a pandemic, I guess, which has changed the world, killed hundreds of thousands, millions of people, uh, and like the reason a lot of people got through that, a lot of people who didn't weren't able to work or were immunocompromised and couldn't go out as much is because other people helped them. Like no one shot COVID uh, and no one fed themselves in the lockdown because they had, you know, a tons of five, five, six docked away. Like a ton of mutual aid happened. A lot of uh, terrible shit happened as well, but that's a bigger example, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What genres of music have each of you been listening to lately? Hmm. I'm I'm a big classical head. I don't care if that is like nerdy. I also listen to a lot of classical. I also listen to a lot of classical. When you're driving, everything becomes like cinematic and it's calming. And sometimes words distract me. So my I go-to is classical. To what I would consider classical music, which is mm-hmm. second and third wave ska. Oh, oh bass, yeah. bass. Classic. The, the only classical music, in my no, opinion. I'm uh, um, i I listen to The Clash, Suede, and The Manic Street Preachers more or less exclusively. Uh, yeah. They're the nice. only bands that matter. Yeah. I think if it's not classical, I'm trying to, like, be, I don't know, I'm, like, dancing around. So it's either, like, it's, like, two extremes for me. It's either classical and I'm, like, chill, tr- going to sleep, or I'm getting ready and I want to feel something. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mia? I have the most absolutely dog shit music taste. <laughs> it's brave, really bad. brave. But the music that I listen to that I think is legitimately good—that's not like power metal or like weird shit—is I've 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 been going back to like my youth, and my youth is a combination of like surf rock and oh, like oh, 80s, oh, I was like, not, oh, no God. shame. This is a safe place. Well, uh, also, uh, there, okay, there, also, there also, like some I, shame. <laughs> like what okay like i like, support you Mia. like pat, pat pat benatar sort of like that that th- th- there's a sort of era of like that's les- i don't know what you call it like lesbian glam rock i don't know been, you, you shouldn't have to defend yourself recently. this is a safe space yeah, okay. yeah. The, this is I, my game you keep saying that i don't think we ever music. agreed to this <laughs> um i i usually <laughs> listen to a lot of music while writing and researching i just finished up two two pretty big writing projects so i've been listening to a lot of music um, most of it's like 
ambient electronica, mm -hmm. uh, some classicals thrown in there if I need to get a little bit more like energy. Been listening to some Trent Reznor kind of ambient stuff, um, and like uh, a lot of. I also listen to a lot of uh, remixes of the Mario Galaxy soundtrack. So. Wait, what? There okay. you go. Okay. Wait, send <laughs> that over now. Line. No, I like that. Wait, okay, okay, okay. All right, I need to. I, I need. To, I need to plug a truly awful song. What? If, if, if well, really, like, what are you listening to? Truly like, awful. The worst song ever. Don't give them attention. <laughs> no, 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 no. We got it. Okay, look. Donkey Kong has to slam this way. It has to be this way. X Space Jam X DK rap. I need. I need oh, y'all no. to know that this exists. It is. <laughs> There's, 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 it is incredible. It is an otherworldly experience. There's None also of a version of it that's the DK ramp, <laughs> but also uh, one winged angel. Oh no! Well, okay. I think this. Wait, Garrison, do, do you listen to Max Richter? I think you would like Max Richter. He's like he no. does a lot of soundtracks for shows, so his stuff is kind of like melancholic and piano-y, But I think it, you might like it. I will look him up. Thank Good you. name. Sounds yeah, like super, it's, it's, it's spelled Richter. I'm pretty I, sure. I, I got it. This, yeah. Okay. Great. Thank yeah. You. Um, you you should also listen to the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, who did a, a wonderful album. Oh no! no, no that is the worst song ever. <laughs> oh god! Oh no, fuck! Oh god! No! Don't! Don't! So speak. So check bad. out their 2020 album. It, <laughs> yeah, their George Floyd song is literally incredibly a appropriate, deeply appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Those speaking, speaking of eggs. listening to things. Speaking that, speaking yeah. of things that are problems. Um, what is what is the most troubling thing that isn't being reported on or isn't taken seriously by the wider public? The fact that none of you said you listened to any rap music or any type of music that wasn't just... I thought Tupac was a given, okay? Scott He's a, he's a, a level on his of, own, okay? I, I've been listening to Tribe Called Quest recently. Okay. I listen to I listen to a little bit of Biggie every now and again, and uh, I, I got my Mo's Def always loaded up, especially around the new year. I love listening to yeah. Life in Marvelous Times. Yeah, uh, Black my on guy. Both Sides is a hell of an album. Um, uh, let's I've, see. I've always been more Biggie. There's a guy called um, Christian Parrish Takes a Gun. He raps by Superman. He's uh, mm -hmm. like from the Coronation. I think his stuff is cool. Most troubling thing that isn't that isn't being reported on or taken seriously enough by the wider public. Besides our musical tastes, well, I, so, I, it, I'm going to be biased and always say like uh, Middle Eastern news and Palestine and like sure. fair yeah. and balanced sure. reporting, and even like Syria and uh, Yemen and all of that stuff. I think uh, none of that gets enough attention. Absolutely, I'm going to say fucking scams. Um, like just on a daily basis, I feel like my phone gets uh, six to eight spam calls, uh, scam yeah. calls at least, and like. It's uh, and, and someone was making a note of this earlier because like a bunch of scam stories have been, people have been sharing them this year. But like, there's all sorts of fucked up things. Like if a relative gets arrested, as soon as the police post um the um like the their the fact that like like publicly post that they've been arrested, like the family if they have numbers that scammers can find, will start getting auto dialed. By like wow. accounts claiming to be the police saying that like you need to put money in their account now where they're going into general population. And it's all these are all like low hanging fruit things like they're 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 not they're targeting people who are not very savvy, um, often people who have some sort of like mental disability. Right. So folks who are kind of living a marginal e existence in a lot of ways 
as it is. Um, and they are like, it, it's making it incredibly difficult for, and, and folks who have like are cognitively impaired for whatever reason, including the fact that they're, they're elderly. There's just like this, it's never been like this before. The sheer density of scams that people have to wade through. And again, most of you, we've all kind of noticed it getting more common, but you may not have noticed how kind of brutal it's gotten because you're not the target demographic for this stuff, right? That's why they all yeah. have like filters in them to try and weed out the people who are savvy enough to know that they're being scammed. But it's there's a number of things this is the result of decisions that the um, the FTC made, um, like like uh, in order to like make it a lot easier for people to use shit like auto dialers and to carry out like phone based scams. But it's it's just been punted on by every presidential administration in our lifetime as the internet has made it easier to automate this stuff. And the the explosion of machine learning tools that are widely available, these kind of AIs that people are joking about right now, like it's all going to create the capacity to more effectively automate scams. I had one that could have gotten me the other day where I got a call from my bank that was listed as from my bank is in like on it, like it, it was my bank's phone number. Like it was, it, 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 it came up as them on the, and they were like, Hey, you know, someone has, uh, there's some, some charges. Can we run them by you? We want to make sure. And they were like chart things I had not bought. There were like wire transfers and shit. And they were like, Oh, it looks like, you know, somebody's gotten access to your account. And the call dropped before I could finish it. So I called them back. And when I called my bank back, they were like, Oh yeah, that was someone spoofing our number. That we're trying to get personal Ooh. information out of you. Um, this shit is so fucking endemic, and no one is doing a goddamn thing about it. Uh, there's like one anemic attempt in Congress to slightly address pri it primarily through like education, but it is a massive problem. It's part of what's breaking society the fact that like everyone is constantly flooded by this low level cloud of people trying to destroy their financial lives. Um, it's, it's real bad. Do you know what else is trying to destroy your financial lives? <laughs> oh, the products and services that support this podcast, Garrison. And Robert's book. And we are back for one final time for this episode. Um, wow. this is, this is actually Brave. a question that I feel is pretty important that I wish people thought about a bit more, at least within like, you know, our, our general sphere uh where do you draw the line between fascist politics and non-fascist conservative politics well at the moment in the united states i don't think there's a line to be drawn because the the mainstream of the republican party has completely thrown themselves in behind one of or both of two fascists um in terms of like personally i guess it depends on whether or not people support there being like things like penalties on 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 or it, 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 do people like does somebody support banning books does somebody support arresting folks for expressing political opinions that differ from theirs does somebody support um you know expanding the penalties for petty crimes to include like violence like i those are all things that can su suggest that somebody's a fascist but at the end of the day Anybody who supports the Republican Party right now is supporting a fascist movement. So I, I don't feel there's any sort of I, I don't draw a line in my head anymore, to be entirely honest, um, I, because they yeah. they they alighted the line. I, I try to be very specific when I say fascist versus just like a regular conservative in my reporting. Like when we were inside Colorado, we talked to people who were 
conservatives um, who were yeah. who were against fascists and ag against local fascists in their community and actually doing things to help stop fascists from gaining power within their local community. Yeah. Um, I think if you look at a lot of the rhetoric around uh, queer people right now, whether it be like drag shows or trans people, that's a specific style of rhetoric that is like innately fascist. Um, like talking about like there was there was there was a tweet from um, is uh, is his name like Lindsey James? What's that? What's what's that guy? Yeah, James, yeah, yeah, uh, conceptual yeah. James. James yeah, James he, he, he 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 put out a he a he prick. put out this little like meme being like, don't call them drag queens, call them. Yes. Um, like, like it was like some, some bullshit groomer thing. Like yeah. I, I forget the exact thing, but like that, that specific style of rhetorical framing is, is, is like a pretext to extermination and genocide. Like yeah, that is, that is group. what, that is what they're doing. And I think that is right now is what it crosses the line is when, when they're creating these scapegoat, uh, groups that, that are going to be targeted and posing these groups as like a threat to civilization, um, that's where I kind of use that uh, word, it's like fascist. Like that—that that is generally in, in 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 my research where I start employing that. Versus, you know, some random guy who I'm talking to who you know wants there to be lower taxes and less regulation. Because yeah, yeah that yeah. Th that position, as we've seen now, can eventually lead to the type of fascist policies. But I think that there is when it comes to like people in your personal life and when it comes to like regular people who are not politicians i think having a little bit more discretion is useful because i think there's still a chance that some people who are currently conservative can not become fascists yeah I've, i i would agree i think in the u.s context one sort of useful litmus test for people on the right is like are the rules of the game more important than the outcome of the game uh like so when you look at like the 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 sort of fascism we saw around Donald Trump, right? Like there was a point where the outcome of the game, i.e. the maintenance of power, right, became more important than the rules of the game, i.e. like basic human rights. Um, and I think yeah. like that's a useful definition, a useful sort of, is this person dangerous? It might like, I like Paxton's definition of fascism generally. It's not great, but it, it, it's, which has it's elements useful. of what we've said. Yeah, yeah it's useful. Um, and I think, your scapegoat group one is really key when people are scapegoating people and they don't really give a fuck about how they eliminate those people or stop quote unquote. Right. When, when Which people is... are seeking to use the machinery of state to eliminate people yeah. and ideas that they find uncomfortable yeah. by using the force of law against them, um, yes. they're fascists. And when people are supportive of ending democratic like ending the democratic transfer of power in order to support an individual that they think embodies their conception of like what their country is. Those people are fascists. Um, Absolutely. And I, I think that it, it, it's one thing, and I, and I don't think it's usually useful if you're having a conversation with an individual to call them a fascist, even if they're behaving in ways that are kind of fashy. If you think that a productive conversation can be had, um, that might move them in one direction or the other. But at the end of the day, if somebody is supportive, for example, of a third term for Donald Trump, um, that person is supporting a fascist movement. And yes. I, I, I don't think that there's a, 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 I don't think, I don't think it matters that like their individual reasons for doing it may be less fashy than someone else's. Like at the end of the day, they are supporting that. And that's, that's kind of what matters to me. Yeah. I, I anyway. think, I think it's also worth 
taking a little bit of a look at what happened to neoconservatism in order to sort of understand what's going on here, because I think there was an important sort of fracture, A, in terms of the fact that George Bush, like, <laughs> basically orchestrated... G-dubs. Like, yeah, like, ba- ba- like he didn't technically orchestrate a coup, but he, like, he, 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 he rigged an election such as to put him, it's like, so as to put him in power. Right, like that's what the Brooks Brothers riot was. That's what that's that's sort of the process that gets us the Bush win in two thousand. And there, you know, the, the, this is a, this is an interesting moment because if you look at what happens to conservatism over the sort of like the the the, the I don't know the last twenty five years of the twentieth century, there's this interesting pivot where they they make where in order to the you know but if if you look at like what what is the conservative response to communism in nineteen like. 39 right it's just like we're going to be fascists right it's like literally we are going to be the nazis but you know by 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 the time you get to like post-world war ii by the time you get really to like the 70s and 80s they start realizing that like people don't generally like fascism that much and so the 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 form of anti-communism that they take starts to be this sort of like rights-based like weird sport like freedom and human rights and like free markets and democracy and there, there, there's this point where that stuff meets with like another kind of fascist politics, which is the sort of like the the the, the 2001 era state of exception stuff that happens after 9/11, where you know like people start talking about the gloves coming off, and this is this is get this is getting into your sort of like like looking at like Walter Benjamin's like conception of what fascism is, or uh, what am I blanking on that guy's name? Uh, like Carl Schmidt stuff, right? Where it's like. Here was a part of the state that can just like destroy, like that has sovereign power and can just sort of trample over the entire legal order in order to sort of perpetuate it, right? So this is like, okay, suddenly after two thousand one, like after nine eleven, there were just like people disappearing into torture dungeons, right? And you get this moment where, on the one hand, yeah, like because like, George W. Bush is one of these people who's like the sort of like freedom democracy people, but then beneath him is you know it 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 collapses very quickly into this we are the torture dungeon stuff and this willingness literally to rig elections. And, and I, I think that's a sort of important moment. Cause like, cause like there are sort of normal conservatives, right. Who still have that kind of like freedom and liberal democracy, whatever thing. And they're not really that fascist kind of, but it, in some sense it doesn't, doesn't matter that much institutionally because the part of the Republican party that survived yeah. was a combination of the torture dungeon, which is like Gina Haspel, like and then Trump, who is the the, the sort of emblem of this like like the, the the sort of like we're gonna we're gonna take the election, we're gonna take power, we're gonna use the power of the state to just like murder everyone we don't like. And I don't know, like I, I think I I I I think like you can find individual people who are conservatives who I guess like aren't Nazis, but the 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 way that neoconservatism fragmented and the way that that kind of state of exception politics and that politics of sort of just like mass torture and then also the the willingness to just steal elections like that i don't know that stuff i think forms this this another sort of core of fascism that's there alongside the sort of queer extermination and stuff and there i don't know and these things fuse together in ways and yeah i've rambled for long enough <laughs> we're going to do one more question and i think we cover a lot of upsetting things on the show some things that maybe are not you know super fun to think about um we also cover some like hopeful stuff as well but what's what's one thing that the crew who works in the show 
uh, do to decompress and clear our minds after, you know, wading through the, the trenches of the digital hellscape? Uh, pass. I feel like we might have answered something <laughs> similar to this on the live I show. saw Robert playing Cyberpunk 2077 last night, mm-hmm. so okay. I know there's at least at I least do. one thing. It does allow me to pretend that Keanu Reeves is my friend, which is nice. Mm. There you see? So He's your you... friend. You just got to meet him first. He's a very nice guy. I like to go camping. I like to go outside. Like I, I like to swim in the ocean and ride my bike and hike and camp and yeah. um, rock climb. Yeah, I second that. I, I need to go outside and... Just even like a simple walk or with trees and hiking, I think it really helps me just decompress and be present again. Hanging out with queer people, Based. and like not and in intentionally not talking about Twitter bullshit, just like going and doing something, just like very laying important. around in the grass and just like talking about gay shit. It rules. It's the salve that heals the heart. Abs- yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank thank you everybody. What's for your listening. answer? M- me? Yeah. Oh, see, I I I was gonna try to just like nope, just just nope. just like nope. go nope. go right <laughs> past that, wrap job, up the episode Shereen. in a nice little bow. Um, I don't know. I've I've been trying to get back into doing more kind of um, art stuff with my camera, whether whether that be photography or filmmaking, um, in like short form stuff. Uh, what else have I been doing? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, taking drugs. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But Shrooms. There, you go. there it is. Shrooms are healing. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah, yeah. Incredible to say that on the podcast. <laughs> now, now you can wrap it up if you want to. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to our uh, Q&A episode. That's what I do to relax. Uh, thank you. Oh, See, God. that's the thing to do. That's, mm-hmm. that's actually, how you can actually Pay me the medium bucks, buddy. Actually, there is one person who has tried to skirt past this this question. <gasps> Sophie. Yes, yeah, Sophie. Yeah, Sophie. What the hell? <laughs> she looks... <laughs> yeah. What do you want? Sophie, you not only have to deal with you know all of the bad stuff that we talk about, but you also have to also have to deal with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what do you do to compress and clear and clear clear? Decompress. Your mind? Well, first Decompress. of all, each and every one of you are the best. So uh, let's let's start there. Uh, I really like uh, making food for my friends and oh. uh, like meeting a friend for a coffee and just like walking outside. Or like finding like a little place that's like a local place, and just when and, and when you go in, there's like barely anyone in there, but then you get to talk to the people that work there, and then order a nice little dessert or something. It's that kind of thing. I love um, that. I'm Aww. like I'm like I have friends. That's literally what I I read it. I it said it and it sounded horrible. Um, and then like obviously, <laughs> <laughs> obviously like having pets and being around animals is 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 really solid. But um, it's also just like having a healthy balance of, you know, focusing on a lot of the negative stuff, but really also putting your energy into a lot of the positive stories. I know that a lot of people feel like it could happen here is tends to lean towards the negative, but I really feel like we're a hopeful show. And I feel Absolutely. like as a, as a network, Cools and Media tries to 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 lean lean towards the hope and find, you know, the, the, the good and the bad. And, you know, that's why we have shows like Cool People Did Cool Stuff, which is with Margaret Kiljoy that that really helps balance out a lot of the other things. So, yeah, I think finding the good and the bad, uh, yeah. eating yummy food with your friends and petting all the and, pets uh, you can. 
Yeah. You know, I also think a huge thing for all of us is taking plenty of alpha brain supplements. Um, I like all right, to take that, them. Uh, that doesn't for us. Do for us. That doesn't for us. Thank, thank, you, for thank you for listening to It Could Happen Here. <laughs> <laughs> have a have have a have a good year of Discord. Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. (sighs) Good one, Dad. (sighs) Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No, I I literally oh, because Garrison's so mean about about the UK. I literally almost got Garrison all UK themed gifts for Christmas. Oh hell Oy. yeah! I'm gonna Oy, buy so many things there when I go tea, home. There was a teapot with the flag. It was so oh horrible. Uh, I didn't do it because yeah. I know, I know you wouldn't use it, it but it was and so welcome funny. Cosplayers are turf. To it could happen here. A podcast. Do you guys want to hear my Boston accent? Nope. No. No. Wait. I do. I support you. Boston. I am. That's it. That's how, that's that's my Boston. Anderson so, literally started growling as you did that. That's how much he hates uh-huh. the Celtics. Everybody, everybody gets angry at my Boston accent. Oh Jesus! I thought that's it was pretty good. Australian. <laughs> what are you doing? Just pick one word Bo- and say it. Oh, Boston is is the Australia of the Northeast. So this episode, we're going to be going through our predictions for 2023. <gasps> 
Um, Prediction number one, Robert might not make it. <laughs> oh, no! He's, he's spiraling. <laughs> Sophie, you predict that every year, and I it's do. barely ever true. Oh, I, a little piece of you dies every year. Robert's going to get true. too drunk, buy a plane ticket to Boston, then get lost and never return. That would it's make okay, me so Garrison. sad. I can, I can the, blend uh, in. Of a drop I can song. blend in with my seamless Boston accent. No, you'll no one will be able to understand you. You'll be like a foreign, in a foreign country, just like trying Classic to get Boston. Crikey, it's like, <laughs> and, and, why are you just doing Australia? It's 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 Boston. Yeah, we're the home of the mm-hmm. koala bear. So it's not my fault that all accents eventually. I respect loop back Garrison to being constantly Australian. trying to get back on track. I respect. So yeah, that. yeah. So, what are we doing today? What are we we're, doing we're, here? We're, Who are we're we? We're trying. We're trying. Well, where it could happen here? There's the same people on this one as the last episode. There's Shireen, mm-hmm. me, Garrison, uh, James, Sophie, our producer, Mia, and uh, bad Boston impersonator Robert Evans. <laughs> and we're talking about <laughs> what we think might happen in 2023. Mm-hmm. I feel uh, I I don't I don't remember all of our predictions for last year, but I feel like we got most of them correct. Yeah, um, I think we were right about everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it to to continue that trend. Um, what do we think is going to happen this year? Um, I think Elon Musk might wind up sawed to pieces by the Saudis. (laughs) There's like a a solid 18% chance of that. (laughs) There is a non-zero chance. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay, the, the the thing that's actually the most sort of surprising to me about that is that the SoftBank guy is still alive. Like mm. as 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 much Saudi money as Elon has blown through, the SoftBank <laughs> guy like oh, lit, yeah? like fucking the SoftBank guy lit the GDP of a regular country on fire in Saudi it's so money. So funny, like yeah. <laughs> investing somehow, in the most batshit companies in the world. It's amazing to, how bad they, they are to with lose their money. Money by being landlords. Do you know how hard it is <laughs> to lose money? With a yeah. landlording business? Yeah. Like- There's a German guy who wrote a book about it. Oh, oh, so true. Anyways, I think we'll get a really good leak from uh, the British royal family doing something absolutely despicable. And then, that's uh, not a prediction. That's just a thing that has but to like happen. Really like high quali- but high quality audio or video, hopefully video. Yeah. And then, uh, and I then want to see video of what Prince Andrew's doing. And then, it'll make, and then it'll make UK politics even worse than it already is. Not yeah. possible. Yeah, and that I, that part I disagree with, but yes to horrifying leak from the British royal family. Horrifying leak, horrifying leak. Yeah, from like yeah, I, I, I honestly I don't know how British politics could be worse. That's fair. Wait, that's buddy, fair. That's fair. Keir Starmer's going to win an election and somehow make it even worse, despite being notionally the left party in the United Kingdom. I gotta um, say, somebody has to get you people on lockdown for the names Keir Starmer. That's not a that's not a name. <laughs> Wait, are you not familiar with Keir Starmer, the leader of the opposition? Unbelievable! I'm livid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we. But, but he, no, I'm not. We had Boris Johnson, and it really can't get any worse. Yeah, I I never forgave you guys for letting a Boris into power. Can I get so my bad Boris. pop culture I thought we were reference all... prediction yes, out of the way? Yes, please. Uh, Is it I Rocky think, and Bullwinkle? I think Pete Davidson will date a high a high profile politician in the next year. I no, think, oh, no. Yep. So, Sophie, no, I, I have a better I one. I, I, I Pete Davidson is that's, going to that's date. A fr- that, that's a free space prediction. Nope, sorry, <laughs> I have, I have, I, I have, I have a better one. Oh, Pete Davidson is going. Pete Davidson is going to date Grimes. That's Ooh. on everybody's list. That's I've seen that seven oh, times. I'm not, I'm not I think he's going to impregnate someone. That's my take. That's I think boring. Um, I think that we're going to uh. find out something juicier. All right. Well, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, we it's it'd be easy to to stick with like pretty grim predictions, like oh, there's going to be a mass shooting at a drag, like at a it's at a drag going show. to happen because yeah, so, I mean that yeah, that seems pretty that's, good that's, chance. That's, that's that's less a prediction and more just can like I, can a, I, can I do looking my, at where the temperature is going. Can I yes, do my yeah. like hack version of that? That's slightly less hack, which is I I, I think I think we're gonna get an actual shootout between armed fascists and armed anti-fascists in a city that the press actually cares about. So not Portland. That is entirely possible. <laughs> We haven't we haven't had a, a shootout in Portland yet. I mean, that's the well, thing. Kind like, of. I mean, like there no, was, no, no, like, no. there's been an exchange of gunfire. Yeah. Why don't you all talk at the same fucking time and make Daniel's life hard? One of you speak at a time. Because we hate Daniel. Welcome to 2023, Daniel. Yeah. I love you. 2023 Daniel. is the year we break Daniel. No. Um, we, we have had an exchange of gunfire, though. No, we have not. Yeah, I, okay. I think she means like. Oh my God, it has not gotten better. It hasn't gotten better. <laughs> we have had a person <laughs> shooting into a crowd and another person shooting that person. We have had people fire at each other, um, but we have not had two different people exchange gunfire with each other. A group like, and neither if we had groups of people exchange gunfire with each other. That has not occurred yet. Um, I agree. I think there's a real good chance it does. Um, I, I'm I'm more worried about the police opening fire on a group of anti-fascists and the fascists joining them. But like, it, all of those things are are on the fucking table, and it gets more likely every time we roll the dice on that shit. Mm. Yeah. Uh, one thing that gives me some hope is how the recent events in Texas have been going. Um, the the size of the community that has been showing up at the last couple of drag events um, and how outnumbered the right has been. As a general rule, if anything's going to make it less likely that either the police or the fascists fire, um, it's being tremendously outnumbered. Um, uh, so I don't know. I'm... I'm I'm in between hopeful and despairing about like where the future of that's going to be. Here's my hopeful prediction. Crypto.com Arena will not be named Crypto.com Arena <laughs> yes, by the end please. of this year. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. That is my that is my hope and dream. I do think that crypto.com is well, I mean, it looks like Binance is on its way to collapsing. That's nice. Uh, slightly less badly than FTX did, but it looks like it's not going to be around much longer. Um, and Crypto.com is kind of in a similar space. I think there's actually a real chance that we see the functional death of cryptocurrency. Um, Does it's that possible mean my that we've already gets seen to it. be named a normal thing and not something viciously embarrassing, Robert? No, it's, 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 it's still going to be embarrassing, yeah, Sophie. Yeah, because they paid up brand, front for that, yeah. I think. It's this like FTX paid um, like $150 million up front to get their name on that stadium in Florida. Um, they are trying to change it, but I think they're stuck with it for a little while. Scam Stadium. Hmm. I'd rather be called Scam Stadium. That would be I'd good. literally that be called Scam Stadium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Get a GoFundMe going. The Charles Ponzi Memorial <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> how do you, I still don't understand how you go from here's office supplies uh, to that. It's so embarrassing. It's, and like, doesn't does. even flow. Okay, I could, we're not doing this right now. Yeah, I, I think that we should change the, the crypto.com stadium. We should name it after Bad Dragon, that company that makes yes. dildos oh. themed after mythological creatures. Yeah. Based. Yeah. Based. I, I, this isn't like hopeful, but I feel like there's going to be another virus because there are some people that are going too hard in the other direction. I feel like every year there might be a new virus introduced that we're going to have oh, yeah. to grapple with. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. And with and, it, new um, racist theories about where it came from. 
Yeah, but then, like, but we're, like, past the point of being able to lock down. You know what I mean? Like, I think, like, that's what's going to make it snowball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, part of, one of the scary things about the COVID response is that the, the, how politicized the concept of a lockdown or mask wearing has gotten means that there's effectively no way for U.S. culture to stem the spread of an airborne virus. Like it's impossible. There's not even yeah. a chance. Yeah. Um, we done use the parachute and we can't use it again. We 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 lit the parachute on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To own the libs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have been wanting to do this for a long time, but I haven't done it because I don't think it's feasible for work. But I would love. I think people are going to start using flip phones more. Hell yeah. I think like people are going to step away Return from to tradition. Yeah, because there's there's even like a psychological study going on right now where a bunch of teens did that and like they've reported mm-hmm. much better lives or whatever the shit. So I would love to yeah. do that myself, but I think more people are going to go that I route. S- yeah. I saw a graph the other day saying the happiest that American teens have reported themselves being was the, the early 2000s, right around when I graduated high school. And all we could do with our phones was text each other to buy drugs and play snake. And that's all kids need is the ability to play snake and buy ketamine. Yeah. Um, Hopefully at the same time. Yep. That's what it's going to do the arena next. It's going to be the ketamine Mm -hmm. arena. (laughs) In LA. Mm. Well, do do you know who could buy the arena? Robert Evans. Any of these products and services that support this podcast. That's right. And we're back, and this is this is this is a, a section that we're calling death. <laughs> this is the wow. death segment. Who is going to die in twenty twenty? Can I can I start this one? Yeah, yes. for effect. It's gonna it's gonna be Noam Chomsky. That that that's oh, who I'm really? calling. Ooh, I I, really? I think Noam Chomsky oh, is gonna die. I think we are going to have the worst two be... or three weeks. A lot of no. media that we've seen in years. It's gonna I, I, make it's gonna make eight like, hours. It's it's gonna it's gonna make Pog Patrol discourse look like tame, like we're like pe- people people are people are unironically gonna be doing Stalin as a POC discourse again, and it as I mean, it, me it, you, you, like, you have to pause so, and explain it. You have terrible. to you have to pause and explain all of this because nobody no, no reasonable person is going to know what you're talking about. We have, so, we have to yeah. we, ha- we have to blaze through that and pretend it never happens. <laughs> I so, want to know what Pog Patrol is. I, I imagine no, you don't. Okay, I I, I I I legitimately refuse to explain that. Um, if 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 you want me to great explain content. it, you need to pay me more than I'm being paid. Um, okay, all right, like, yeah. I'm sure someone will yeah. DM me now to explain it. Thank you very much. They're, they're the ins- they're the they're the people who are behind all of this insufferable left wing discourse that occasionally breaks yeah, through like, to like the mainstream. They, they, they did round two of uh, Anne Frank white privilege discourse. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, fuck oh, off and die. What yeah, a yeah, that happened. Jump right, off a yeah. bridge. All right. Any, uh, anyway, death. Yeah, death. Who is going Elon to die? Elon Musk. You think yeah. Elon Musk is going to die? I, it's I'm, not. I'm, it's I'm, I'm making a hail mary. Elon Musk. It's going to be Musk. Mm-hmm. Drug addiction, maybe. Maybe he ODs. Oh, no. No. Maybe, maybe he, on and maybe he shoots on himself and with that be fake gun. Yoga in his duffel bag when he shoots himself in the back of the head by accident. <laughs> that's very uh, specific, James. That's it's almost like you played that out. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like someone already did it in um, London. What uh, I think, uh, I think Joe Biden's going to die. Um, Ooh. I think it's just yeah. makes sense yeah. physiologically. Like it's yeah. like that. Joe died in. I have that he's... in my head too. I I didn't specifically say Joe. I said who whoever is. I, I said one of the 
two people running for president in 2024 that are the clear front runners. One of the two will die, causing it, yeah. causing the election to be even more stupid than it already is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My runner I up mean, is Nancy Pelosi, but that's just. Oh, yeah. maybe Nancy yeah, Pelosi will date she, Pete yeah. Davidson. She's out of speaker. I'm talking if about she dies, it doesn't matter. That's what I'm just, She'll I'm, be at Vineyard. She's going to yeah. be thriving. And all, all, all that will happen if Pelosi dies is that people will sell out of those weird <laughs> political like action figures. Where we'll just we'll just sell out of all the Nancy Pelosi ones. That mm-hmm. that's all that will happen if 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 no, if I'm she not dies. saying I want her to die or not want her to die. I just think those are the two people that every time I see them, I'm like, how are how you yeah, know? I felt that way with Boris make... Johnson. I think he yeah. like that man has lived a rough one. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked you, if he. You know what would be the funniest gout, thing? Terminal gout. You know what would be the funniest thing based on it being 2023? What if? What if? What if the king dies a year after the queen? Ah, oh, you know. <laughs> There's a yeah. decent chance. You've seen his fingers. That man's not healthy. Mm-mm. Yeah, like, he's. Uh, he's no. uh, that would be so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be pretty think... funny if it ended up with Meghan Markle being queen after all, just because those people oh. hate her so much. That so would be my, pretty funny. What I what I will throw out there, I think there's a decent chance it's Fuentes. I think he's gotten oh, Nick Fuentes has his 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 profile has increased so much so quickly. That and, he gets um, like killed by one of his like, yeah, enemies yeah, or fans. I, I, I think like there's John a good Lennon. chance it's oh, one of his fans. Really he's already he had like no, it wasn't that wasn't Louis Beam, Beam. That was Sorry, George Lincoln oh, yeah, Rockwell. Rockwell, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I'm a hack and a fraud. Part of why I think that there's a chance of that is the weird sex-related drama he's had with a number of his followers. Like, he's uh, already messing in those, like, wading into those waters. Um, he's he's done shit like going over their rooms with a black light and stuff. Like, he's had weird, uncomfortable relation, like relationships with his followers that are, like, distressingly personal um, in a way that makes me think that one of them might lose it on him. Um, I don't know. I think there's a non-zero chance it's Fuentes. Mm. Um, yeah, he gets swatted a lot. Yeah, yeah. he gets swatted. I'm, I'm less worried about... Yeah, I think, like, murdered by another weirdo <laughs> yeah, right-winger, that, yeah. there's yeah. a decent chance. Uh, Jason just had a good thing on Fuentes to come out today. Mm-hmm. I think Rudy's dying. Oh, here's something. Which Rudy? Giuliani. Giuliani. Oh, okay. I I d- disagree. You think he's going to live really? forever? Why? No, he, no, he's either going to live forever. He's or already it's dead. Be, yeah, I, I think he died four years ago. To be fair, <laughs> that man is made of wax and melting. Yeah, he is thriving. Yeah, another example of that. I just read a great interview with him in Cigar Aficionado magazine. Oh um, my god! Mm-hmm. My favorite fact about Rudy. So you're not supposed to inhale cigars unless you're <laughs> one of one of a tiny chunk of people who think that that's the right way to smoke them and Rudy's an inhaler. Rudy sucks and that smoke right into his lungs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know do you know who else is an inhaler? Cancer. Is Steven Crowder and we know that he's had a series of pretty significant yeah. medical issues. Mm. I think Steven Crowder goes back in the hospital and I think I I think he'll survive but he will have to like live like in like He'll have to be like hooked up to like machinery to, to to be able to keep going. So he's gonna he's gonna be doing his show while hooked up to medical equipment. I think that is that is another one of my my Jordan Peterson is not healthy, right? Is he still? <laughs> he's ever. It's ever impossible. Ever That's what's gonna happen with George. There's a Twitter frail. dedicated to uh, if he's gonna die or not. It's pretty. Funny. There there is a Twitter dedicated to if Jordan <laughs> Peterson's gonna die or not. <laughs> Good, good point, Shireen. I, speaking of Twitter accounts, uh, I do think I do think this is the year. Kissinger, Kissinger. Sorry, yeah, I've got yeah. It. I think no, I don't. I, I, I think I don't. It's, it's never Kissinger. I am it's never I, Kissinger. 
always yeah. bet against Kissinger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, he's going to stay alive. Yeah, at least to like see another election rigged somewhere in the world or a coup. Wait, he's ninety nine. Okay, I, I think I think he gets to one hundred and one. He uh, gets he gets yeah, to like one hundred and eight. <laughs> he he he, he carries on way longer, there. way yeah. longer than what he should. One hundred eight, one hundred nine, maybe. How are people? Because mm-hmm. I know several of us have said this in the past. How are people feeling about Kanye? Is he gonna make it? Oh, oh I think I, I I think <laughs> Kanye. There's a decent chance. Like yeah, abs- no, absolutely again, seriously. Yeah. Absolutely seriously, there there is a decent uh, yeah. chance that he dies yeah. from a number of reasons. Yeah, Garrison and I have talked about this a lot, mm-hmm. and we both we no, both yeah. are on that side. Yeah. But we think that's yeah, that's a yeah. I agree with that. I think yeah. Um, huh. Well, I think the real money is on. Does Kanye take anyone with him? Oh my god! Oh my god! But <laughs> yeah, what if what, what if what he takes out Fuentes? <laughs> what if what if Kanye and Fuentes go out together? Garrison, there's not terrible numbers on that. <laughs> Yeah, that's so likely. That is wow. that is that is not a zero percent. <laughs> oh, I just I I just got a just got a single spark of hope in my dead yeah. soul. <laughs> um, I think this is the I think this is the year we lose OJ. <laughs> oh wow! I no, saw I, I, I saw no. him give an interview the other day, and I I mean it was he looked unwell. OJ is just really? like Kissinger. He's he's he he somehow keeps winning, even though he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The Sophie, King, that, that the smart the smart money is never on betting against the juice. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> All right. Well, um, do you, do you know who else loves betting? The probably, products and services pro- that support one our of podcast. The weird gambling things that are auto ads <laughs> yeah. for us. Yeah. Michael Jordan's dad for a while. Robert, <laughs> that man was murdered. <laughs> Yeah, he founded the donut shops. A Cambodian guy. He loved betting. That was his problem. All right. Break or is this all before the break? Okay, great. Who's to say? So who's to say, (laughs) Sharice? We have no idea. Yeah. All right, we're back. Any honorable mentions? Like any last throws? No, we're done. We covered a bunch. I really. I'll just say I really hope it isn't Britney Spears. Thank you so much. Oh my god. All right. Um. Let's see. Uh. So final predictions for 2023. Um, you know, there is not the midterms, right? There's no there's no significant kind of election this year, at least inside the US. Yeah. Um, I think th- this is this is a prediction that's that's gonna hurt Sophie. I think something really bad comes out about Harry Styles, and I am oh. praying for it. I am praying that hurts so Shireen hard too, first of all. That that yeah. something really damaging is gonna come Way out about Harry Styles. Me. I saw that anyway. I saw I, the only predictions I saw about Harry Styles that he was going to come out with a vow of celibacy. I let's go with that instead. That uh, honestly, I, that is bad. that is so that is so likely. No, I think Garrison's on the right track, though. I think uh, I, I whether it be there's Harry there. or somebody else, I think there's going to be a huge huge pop celebrity scandal. Hopefully, it's not Harry. Yeah. Well, there was one. I mean, I mean there, every year there's a celebrity building, scandal. I mean, the, I don't Garrison know who's relevant, said that but to Nick Carter. That's right, Sophie. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't no, know if it's relevant. I, I think it's. Like I think. 40, but, I think uh, we're gonna Nick learn Carter that is going through some shit with. Uh, I don't know. Sexual assault. Yeah, yeah. it was Ooh. in the early two thousand. Oh. He. Oh yeah. Uh, assaulted a bunch of people, and the and main person Backst- that's yes, isn't there Backstreet Brothers who are Backstreet Boys? I'm like Backstreet Brothers. I'm like really <laughs> yeah. Backstreet Boys <laughs> who are Extreme who are Q and Honors. Isn't that isn't that correct? Oh yikes! Yeah, yeah, Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, but wow, so, yeah. I think someone more happening. relevant than Carter will will be exposed. Okay, another another prediction that's like less of a, less of a prediction, more just like looking at current trends and recent reporting. Um, 
that there will be a big uh, shift away from like a shift away from solar towards mm. nuclear fusion. I think that oh. we're gonna we're gonna. I, oh, I think okay. I, I think I, I think on the fusion stuff's too far out. I, I, but no, no, no. I think on the governmental level, whether or not it works or not, there's going to be a big shift towards talking about fusion as the solution to cl climate stuff. I, um, I think that'll particularly be influential around people who don't want to support meaningful climate change mitigation yeah. activities yes. now. Like, yeah, I, I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah. Like a shield. I, I have a China take, which is yeah, that, yeah. okay, so. All right, it's really hard to get good information about exactly what... So, okay, one of the things... The thing that's been happening as a sort of result of the protests is that the CCP's done, like... I don't know. They're doing a traditionally really stupid CCP response, which is that they've they've they've, they've basically flipped their policy, like, on its, head, on its head in a lot of places. There's been a lot of, like... They've, they've gone very quickly from mobilizing state resources to, like, keep people in lockdowns, to mobilizing state resources, to forcing people to go to work. And it, it's really unclear exactly what, like, how bad, like, the, the COVID wave they're going to get is. I, I actually, I don't think it's going to be as bad as, <laughs> like, the really, there's there's a lot of predictions that are, like, like a, hundred, like a million people are going to die in, like, six months. It's like, no, I don't think that's true. But I think... If COVID actually does get into the sort of like China has this very large population of like very like very very not vaxxed like old people basically like particularly in rural re areas and if COVID gets into those people and those people start dying I think we're gonna see shit in China that makes like the current protests look like a fucking joke like I think we're gonna see like like people like like party officials are gonna be getting like dragged through the fucking streets. Like, it's, I don't know, like, I, th this has been one of my, my long-running beliefs about Chinese society, which is that I don't think you can actually kill a million people in China and not, or like, like even, even like, a, a, like, 40 or 50,000 people. I don't, I don't think you can have the government just straight up do policies that kill that many people without stuff going really, really fucking wild really quickly. <clears throat> and I think people are underestimating the extent to which, especially in 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 these rural areas if if those people start dying on mass i think shit's going to get fucking wild um yeah that's my that's my i uh, that, that that's 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 my that's my 2023 china hot take Alrighty, alrighty. i bet someone um, does something horrific with a 3d printed gun of some kind oh no uh, yep somewhere yep. and there's a whole bunch of of panic and, and I, yeah i'm that I'm was the next thing i was going to say Europe. i my, my, my prediction was going to be there's going to be significant pressure on a federal level to ban the production of 3D printed guns. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and on an international level. Yeah, because I, I think there's a really good chance it happens somewhere in Europe um, in the same way that, like, you had a you had the, the Bataclan massacre kind of a, done using um, remilitarized, demilled, like, prop guns. Yeah. I'm, I think there's a good chance that we get something maybe out of Germany. Um with a high body count that that pushes internationally for restrictions and crackdowns. Anyone have a prediction on who Trump will pick as his running mate? Ooh, Sarah Palin. 
<laughs> I think it could be me. <laughs> He's bringing I think it I back. Could, I think I could get honestly, it. Honestly, honestly though, honestly though, like <laughs> you if, you were, if you're on the ground in Alaska, like almost every single person that because Jamie was just was working on a story yeah. for us, and that's based in Alaska. She, they like her there. They're like, she's not really? that yeah, bad. We don't get it. Literally, she's so popular. Oh no. Yeah. So I. I don't know who who, who Trump's going to pick. I on there there's so many people he could that feel like too obvious or too much like they're they're too popular that they could threaten Trump's like like sing, singular brand cuz yeah. I, I I I don't think he wants another big voice. I don't he think wants he'll someone pick, to be slightly I passive. Yeah. I don't think he'll like, pick like he's not going to pick like Marjorie. Marjorie. Yeah, he's exactly. not no, picking no. her. I don't know no. which one, but I think he'll pick a black Republican. I think that's Larry um, Elder. That's it, yeah. Larry whoever Elder, the quietest. Yeah. Larry Elder's too loud. Is. Yeah. I don't think he'll Larry, somebody okay. he can't. Herschel control. Walker. Herschel Walker. Mm. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Garrison, don't, crazy don't, right there. don't <laughs> speak that into being. I don't. But also, I, I think, it, like, I can imagine that. I think though. that is that is to. my prediction. I think. But Walker lost, and he does not. He does not like losers. I, I think, which is I why think, he hated John McCain, who lost I, Vietnam. I think he'll yeah. probably. I think. I think I see him picking a woman. Oh, mm-hmm. I think sure. I see him picking a Woke. woman, which is which will be good for his optics. Um, I just. I. I just don't know what. I just don't know of a woman that's either like high profile enough, but still quiet enough that Sarah he Palin. would pick. No, Palin can't not be, be quiet. Be he's not going to do Palin. People be loving Sarah Palin. It doesn't matter what they she's love. What matters is that yeah. Trump doesn't want somebody yeah. who could who has the potential of distracting attention from him. And yeah. she's been a big enough media figure in her own right that I think he'd be worried about it. I think it's Kanye. No, they hate each I, other now. I, I, um, I'm just saying I, that's the vibe I'm getting from what I think he what what I think he thinks will help him, like a black man that can speak. Kind of the same way Kanye speaks to his audience, like maybe before the anti-Semitic shit. But just a black man Republican, I think, is what uh, will happen. I, I, yeah, I, th- I think, I, I I think he has two flanks that he can be hit from in the Republican Party. And one flank is just like the anti-vax flank. Mm. And then his second flank is like someone who tries to like tap into the evangelical voters who are kind of pissed off at him. And I think I mean I feel like I, I think DeSantis I, will probably go after that. Yeah, but but I, but I, but I, but I, I think I I think I think he's gonna pick someone either to sure him up in the anti-vax <clears throat> front, or he's gonna pick some like like some so, someone who every evangelical knows and who no one else has ever fucking heard of. I think like, the latter I, is more likely with yeah. those options. Yeah, or yeah. somebody from his family. I think he's. Oh, no. I think he's that. Is that allowed? That would be really funny. I. Oh, yeah. Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr. Yes. That would be <laughs> so funny. Oh, no, it's going to be Ivanka. It's going to be Ivanka. No, it would be. Yeah, yeah I think she's too woke. She's like. Uh, I think it would absolutely be Ivanka. Yeah. Um, cause she's he, on the dark side. He doesn't have an ounce of respect for the rest of them. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> he doesn't want to fuck them. That's why. That's that's actually Valid. not unlikely. Like, if he's going to pick a woman, I think I that is actually. That's who I would predict. I yes. My money is still on Herschel Walker. Um, yeah, but mm-hmm. I think that is that that is not a a non-zero chance. Yeah, or he or yeah. he goes somebody that's not even remotely in the game at all. Yeah, that's yeah. that's likely that's likable in you know either a religious community or you know somebody that's on TV but isn't somebody that's on TV and in your face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like can he's, I, he's not picking a, like a Kimberly Guilfoyle or anything like that, mm-hmm. which would be so fucking awful. Oh my god, I, I thought about it. It's really bad for all of our ears. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> I, 
I don't know. It's gonna be bad, okay? Yeah. <laughs> can I can I ask a, a slightly like related election take on that? Do 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 you guys think that uh Mike Pence is gonna run against Trump? No. 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 He's making a stink about no. it. No, why think, no, of course not. I don't think he'll actually run. I think he'll just um <clears throat> if there's somebody that he deems that's like, you know, a true Republican and a true conservative, um, then he will Pence will back DeSantis. Back the yeah. shit out of them. Yeah. He'll back the yeah. shit out of them. I feel like it's gonna be. I feel like there's gonna be another person who's not DeSantis who's gonna like. Yeah. I agree. There's gonna be another DeSantis, person. DeSantis, like that man on a state, like he has no charisma. Robert and I like, don't think he's gonna uh, run. Don't, we don't think he's gonna run. We think he'll, he'll wait it out for the next one. I, I, I think he'll. Makes, I don't think he's going to run if Trump is running in particular. Like especially if Kanye is still in the news like yeah. it, it's too messy and he's young enough that he doesn't need to yeah. win this time and he's yeah. and he's so unfortunately well liked in the state of Florida that like he yeah He's, he's got a swing state. He's, he's, he's well liked. He's safe there. But he's smart enough to know that like going up against Trump even if he wins could get enough stink on him that it fucks him over forever in the future as opposed to just holding on. He'll be 46 in 2028 which is one of the youngest would make him still one of our youngest presidents. Yeah. 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 And he could spend four more years just like, you know, sniping at whoever. The yeah. Just had. being a real big old piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Word. Giant turd. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I hope none of us die next year. I hope none of us. Sure. Uh, Shereen. And Thank that's you. Wow. My, Thank that's you, how Shereen. my anxiety brain works. I had to say it. So it's not true. Oh, I'm like, you know what I mean? You. That's how my anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just had to. Thank, thank you, yeah. Shireen. I appreciate that. I, thank I you. too, I too wish that. Yeah, none of us. We got some work trips planned. Y'all don't catastrophize. No, okay, no. it's fine. Um, yeah, is that other... it? I think, I think that's that. That's Twitter most will of... die. Twitter.com will not be a website. That, that's a very likely in a most micro. Yeah, I think there'll be yeah. a big shakeup uh, with. Uh, there'll be a big story about healthcare and. Uh, how how certain people are not diagnosed over other people, and it's going to become yeah. a huge thing, and there's going to be a huge story about that at some point. Um, Here's hoping, but yeah, like, I mean that would be, that would. Uh, yeah. There's been you know little 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 baby stories about mm-hmm. about certain things, but I think it's going to become a a, a global issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and more we will see more bullshit about migration, uh, like yeah. than we have done. Like we had. Climate change is getting worse. Like everything that drives migration is getting worse, uh, and it will continue to be this fucking straw man that Republicans use. So yeah. w- we're already seeing like Y two K and early two thousands nostalgia, and the f- bizarre thing is is that there's not much of a culture after that because around that time is when we is when we started to reset into like eighties nostalgia. So I'm wondering what the next nostalgia cycle is going to be. I think uh, was, like. Like uh, things like 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 in Britain, like the, the whole like landfill indie culture that came around in like the like late like first decade of this century. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like hippie seventies. I I, I, I saw a video way. of of a youth. <laughs> I'll just call them a youth. <laughs> wow, so a youth trying yeah. on one of those cursed stretch comb headbands. Stop Ooh. it. Those things fucking hurt you're gonna hurt yourself you're gonna poke something it's gonna be bad they're not cute do no gonna bring back the uh, brack we don't need that 
Lifting wristbands. Wristbands are already back. I already keep seeing them. And the little the little plastic uh, bangles back. Uh, The butterfly clips back. The ones that snap and I've seen the snaps. Yes. Yeah. Oh God! Please don't bring back. Hear me out here. New metal. New metal's coming back. We're we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna get new metal. We're gonna get the we're gonna get early two thousands like goth. Bullshit coming See, back. That's already started. My I mean, my, yeah, yeah. my prediction. My yeah, prediction. Doing it. He's bringing it back. Is that ska Ooh. will continue to be the most relevant genre of music in American culture? Um, a fact unchanged for thirty years. All right. Well, thanks um, well, for listening to our predictions episode, mm-hmm. everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll we'll talk to Bye. you. We'll talk to you. We'll be back. You know. Podcast. Will we? It's, it's daily. <laughs> Serene, stop talking about our deaths. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. It was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry though, he's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Things fall apart. The center will not hold, and journalists will make a pretty good living writing about it all. It's a good time to work the dystopia beat. The pillars of our society have been crumbling for most of my adult life, and probably yours, too. 
One exception to this up until recently has been the tech industry. When the rest of the economy shit the bed back in 2008, big tech roared into the gap to prop up the groaning timbers of capitalism. Sure, the housing market was in free fall, huge numbers of people were out of work, and American infrastructure was crumbling like a twice-baked pot brownie. But then Steve Jobs magicked up the iPhone and the iPad and the App Store. Google brought us Android, and a dizzying array of smart and connected devices followed. Companies like Uber disrupted massive industries and, briefly, made hailing a cab the cheapest it's ever been, although they did this by lighting massive piles of VC cash on fire. It was in this period of what would prove to be a rational exuberance that I started my career as a tech journalist. That was the job title my boss gave me, and it's what everybody else in the industry called themselves. In reality, most of us were just extensions of big tech's PR agencies. All the big tech news websites of that era, Slash Gear, Engadget, Boy Genius Review, and the place I worked for, I4U News, made most of their money off the back of a peculiarity in Google's search algorithm. The gist of it was this. If a bunch of websites all published articles that were basically rewritten press releases about, say, a new gadget, or rewrites of someone else's report on rumors about an Apple product, Google would assume that this was a hot topic, and they would bump everybody up on the algorithm. You could make a tidy profit just paying a handful of writers to rewrite press releases or copy reports from some of the few sites doing actual tech journalism. And this is where I got my start in reporting. I wrote 10 articles a day, five days a week for several years until Google fixed their algorithm and wiped my silly little industry out in the blink of an eye. It's fine. In this case, we kind of had it coming. It was nice to get paid to sit home and write, and the experience putting out a shitload of words every single day that were polished enough to print was pretty good for me. But it wasn't journalism. And so, while I was doing it, I started seeking opportunities to actually get out into the world and do original reporting. And that's what first brought me to the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas in 2010. CES, as it's known, is a tech industry insider event for analysts, manufacturers, and media. They come and they show off new products and gadgets and apps, and journalists walk around and look at everything and then write articles about it. Companies spend millions of dollars every year on massive, multi-acre showrooms for their products and dream up ludicrous demonstrations of their new tech. One that sticks out to me from, again, about 13 years ago, is watching some company or another charge an electric car inductively. That means there was nothing actually plugged into the vehicle. They just parked it like you would put your phone on an inductive charger. And they charged it that way. The whole process was so energy intensive that it dimmed the lights in the Las Vegas Convention Center, which, if you've never been inside of it, is about the size of a small city. The spectacle was always the best part of CES. And with all the money pouring into big tech, it was a great place to be a reporter. Every big booth had free wet bars and piles of free swag. I left every year with a sack full of USB drives and thousands of dollars in products to test. There was so much goddamn money everywhere that even a dumb kid like me with no real connections could do okay. Collapse was always and has always been present at CES, however, looming in the background over doomed product categories and vast, tottering businesses that didn't realize they were already dead. I'm thinking primarily of R.I.M., the people who used to make Blackberries here. Another good example would be Motorola. In 2011, their booth was one of the largest at CES. 
Now, Apple was, and still is, the biggest name on the block when it comes to making consumer gadgets. But they don't go to CES, preferring to hold their own annual event to announce new products. This has always irritated the people who run the show, and so in the early 2010s, when Android started to blow up as a rival to Apple's iOS, a huge deal was made about Motorola's droid line of phones. They actually had to license the name from Lucasfilm for obvious reasons. In 2010, Motorola won the Best in Show award for their droid phone, despite the fact that they hadn't actually brought a working example of it to the show, something that kind of pissed me off at the time. Now, today, Motorola's basically dead. It's a shadow of its former self. It's been bought and sold several times as companies like Samsung and HTC beat the piss out of it on the open market. Other famous collapses from CES's past include the entire 3D television market, If you can remember those heady days after the release of the first Avatar movie, the tech industry blew billions in R&D and ad money trying to convince everyone that people would actually sit down in their actual-ass living rooms and wear fucking 3D glasses to watch movies or TV. It was preposterous and obviously doomed. I have fond memories of harassing PR hacks on the show floor, asking them, isn't this just a big con from the entertainment industry to make it harder for people to pirate media? Are there any actual signs that regular people will pay thousands of dollars for one of these things? At one point, a rep from Samsung, I think, tried to show me a glasses-free 3D TV. It only worked if a trained professional told you precisely where to stand in order to view it. I laughed so hard I snorted whiskey and lukewarm Starbucks onto a stack of glossy product brochures. Despite how obviously doomed it all was, the internet filled with fawning articles about all of the exciting new 3D televisions that were surely going to be in homes in the very near future. Now, because the internet moves quickly, most of the websites that did tech news back then are dead, and the ones that remain are filled with busted links. But you can still find monuments to the failure of 3D television if you know where to look. Take this excerpt from a PC World article on The Best of CES 2010. Uh, It's titled, The 3D Revolution is Here, and underneath a broken link to an image that is no longer available is the line, I don't think it's a false start this time. The 3D product plans for the coming year represent the initial salvos of the coming 3D revolution. Panasonic's 3D demos were among the most convincing, but the best implementation I saw, unfortunately, is one that won't be coming to market anytime soon. Sony showed us its 24.5-inch 3D OLED HDTV as a technology demo only. Now, in retrospect, I think the hilarious failure of 3D TV technology is actually what prepared me more than anything for crypto. If you actually just go over that paragraph I read a little earlier, you could replace the words referring specifically to 3D TVs with various shit coins or blockchain-related tech, and it would more or less work. The thing that set me off with crypto was how similar the claim was that, like, This thing is obviously legit because look at how many people are talking about it. It's got to be real now because suddenly it's all over the news. This is why folks like Sam Bankman-Fried bought the naming rights to stadiums and stuck FTX and Crypto.com up as publicly as they possibly could. It was all a con to convince casual observers that the crypto market was a serious thing they should invest in. It's one of those things that really made me think a lot about the role journalists play in hyping up nonsense like this. And you can see it in 3D TVs and crypto and a bunch of other spaces. A big part of what convinces people that this stuff is real is suddenly they start seeing articles everywhere talking about it. Suddenly the press all over the place is talking about the price of Bitcoin or talking about this this new thing as if it's it's going to actually change people's lives. And so 
folks who maybe are not super high information media consumers just assume that, okay, I guess this is here to stay. Um, it's, it's a danger that still exists. All of this brings me to CES 2023. Collapse looms larger over the proceedings this year than at any other prior event I've attended. Prior to the pandemic, attendance at CES had topped out at around 200,000 people. Last year, though, only 40,000 showed, which is probably still vastly too many folks to cram into hotel conference rooms and casino restaurants during a pandemic. And yes, CES 2022 was a super spreader event. Uh, Korea particularly had a problem as a result of it. The show itself, for decades a central event in the global tech industry, seems to be teetering. It is not alone there. The top 10 big tech stocks lost a combined $4.6 trillion in market cap in 2022. That's significantly more than the GDP of the United Kingdom, around $3.2 trillion, or the state of California, $3.6 trillion. At CES, the rot is most evident in the utter lack of any kind of hype beast product this year. So far, I've seen a flying hydrogen car, or at least I've seen 3D renders of one. Also, it's meant for Formula One-style races, not actual civilian use. The guy at the booth somewhat angrily told me the anticipated retail price was around $3 million. The Maca flying car was one of many products that I looked into at CES Unveiled, which is one of the headline events of the show. It's basically a bunch of manufacturers and booths showing off their gadgets to an audience of journalists who drink heavily from an open bar, walk around, and prod things. In years past, smartphones and tablets and other consumer gadgets tended to be the main focus. But all that kind of stuff is boring as hell now. The smartphone market has stabilized. It's just not as exciting as it used to be, and CES knows it. The big hype it unveiled was around a mix of electronic and autonomous vehicle technology and virtual reality. Now, at present, I'm not in a good position to thoroughly analyze the specific promises made by individual autonomous driving companies at CES. I'll just note that TechCrunch, normally all in for hype about this kind of stuff, published an article last October titled, It's Time to Admit Self-Driving Cars Aren't Going to Happen. Here's a relevant quote. Ford announced that it would be winding down Argo AI, the company backed by itself and fellow automaker Volkswagen, focusing on developing full Level 4 autonomous driving technologies. Ford explained their justification in doing so when they released their Q3 earnings a few hours later, noting that not only were they shutting down Argo, but they were also essentially deprioritizing L4 technologies altogether, to instead focus on advanced driver assistance systems with internal resources. Ford CEO Jim Farley justified this by saying on the company's earnings call Wednesday evening, that profitable, fully autonomous vehicles at scale are a long way off, and we won't necessarily have to create that technology for ourselves. Now, obviously, autonomous technology will, of course, have niche applications, uh, automating transport of heavy loads at job sites and mines where routes are predictable and controlled. But mass adoption of full level four autonomous driving technology is at present a fantasy. The same is true for one of the other major product categories at CES Unveiled, virtual reality metaverse nonsense. The fact that Facebook lit $15 billion on fire last year chasing Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse dreams has convinced some people that the idea is inevitable. This excerpt from a MarketWatch article published during CES is representative. You can see the same thought process that led people astray with 3D TVs and crypto. In the long run, the metaverse will be a major substitute for in-person conventions like CES, said Jun Nichiguchi, CEO of Toraru, a Japanese company developing its own metaverse. So one of the barriers to any kind of popular metaverse is the fact that VR is 
actually not as immersive as it needs to be. The technology does a pretty impressive job of convincing your eyes that you are, in fact, somewhere else, and this is pretty neat. But the rest of your body is inevitably standing or sitting awkwardly in a room somewhere. This has led to a whole host of products that are in development right now that attempt to engage the rest of your body and basically trick it into believing that you're somewhere else. I tried two products at CES that were meant to do this. The first was the Tact Suit X from B Haptics. It uses haptic feedback technology, which is the stuff that makes your phone buzz when you press a button on your touchscreen. Companies like B Haptics hope to use advanced versions of the tech to mimic physical sensation. This would make the metaverse feel much less awkward and dissociated, and also provide a whole new market for online sex workers. There are several of these suits at CES, and all of them seem to have won Innovation Awards, or at least they're honorees in the CES Innovation Awards, which is a thing that basically anyone seems to get if they make something expensive enough and bring it to the show. To be frank, I think these suits are bullshit. The one slightly cool thing about the tact suit is that the gloves, it had like gloves and a feet component. Um, I was able to test the gloves and the, the actual chest suit thing. The gloves do a pretty okay job of emulating a physical keyboard, or at least a small keyboard on like a smartphone-style device. Now, that is not a cool enough thing for someone to pay hundreds of dollars and deal with the hassle of wearing heavy battery-powered gloves every day. The B-Haptics folks eagerly showed me how their suit could simulate hugging and touching another human being in VR, and this seemed to be the major selling point they saw for what they were bringing to the table. I actually tried all this, and it was among the saddest experiences of my life. Hugging someone in a haptic suit through VR feels like having a dozen or so N64 rumble packs activate up your chest and arms. If you touch a virtual person's shoulder, your hand will buzz and vibrate. Now, buzzing and vibrating are not sensations I attribute to physical intimacy with a physical person. I actually found this attempt at mimicking the sensation of human contact much more disturbing than the lack of contact in most VR experiences. The tech industry has also pinned a lot of hopes on augmented reality. I think this is closer to being realistic, but there are still a metric fuckton of vaporware and snake oil products, often marketed as increasing accessibility. One example would be the Luvik. This is a device you wear around your neck. It's roughly the size of a pair of headphones. It's supposed to buzz on one side or the other of your body to let you know when to turn, all the while delivering audio map directions for you. Luvik's press materials highlight what a win this is for accessibility saying, Luvik is a device designed to solve the challenges of those who have difficulty with spatial cognition. It is an IoT, Internet of Things, device that is worn around your neck and uses tactile notifications and bone conduction voice to guide the user along the way naturally. Now, this tech does identify a real need, but I'm sorry to say, it does not work at all. I tried this thing. Luvik's people put it on me and ran through a walking route of New York City. I couldn't tell which side of my body was being buzzed, so that was useless. It just felt like a smartphone was ringing on the back of my neck. And the speakers weren't loud enough to hear directions. Now, when I mentioned this, the Luvik people told me, well, there's too much noise in the conference room for you to hear it. Of course, New York City being famously quiet. And then there's the stuff that I suspect was just outright snake oil, rather than being broken like the Luvik. This is probably best embodied by the electric circlet I saw there that's supposed to stimulate your brain to reduce your stress while you sleep. Uh, they advertised, I think the number was 80% reduction in stress while you sleep. This is not a product I feel the need to review. Some claims are not worth taking seriously, and this is one of them.
So far, I've seen little at CES that struck me as likely to be a massive financial success, but there were some potentially groundbreaking products on display. Unfortunately, nearly all of these were in the realm of health and medical technology. Let me explain why this is troubling with an example from the show. The most potentially influential device I saw there was called ViraWarn by Optive. It is a multiple-use breath-analyzer self-test that will tell you if you are positive for COVID-19, RSV, or influenza. Um, it just lights up if you're positive for one of them. They promise that in the future it'll tell you which you have, but eh, that's still useful, right? Still a hell of a lot better than anything we've got right now. Rather than sticking a thing up your nose, you just blow into this thing like a breathalyzer. It's about the size of a key fob, and you can charge it with a normal USB cable. It can be used dozens of times before being reloaded. Optive's rough price point is around $100. If this thing works the way they say it does, I cannot exaggerate what a big deal it would be. Imagine being able to blow into a little device and know in a couple of seconds if you're safe before you go into a store or a bar or a party, go see you know an elderly relative for a birthday. Lives could be saved by this thing if it works. And to their credit, the good folks at Optive immediately told me that this was not on sale yet as it was still waiting for FDA approval. I take this as a good sign, and I sincerely hope it works as well as advertised. But products like this do present a problem for the tech press. When I'm at a show like CES, it's generally easy to determine if something has promise. If I step into a booth for a company advertising rugged speakers, well, I can drop those speakers from a height, I can drop stuff onto them, I can throw them, I can test if they're rugged because I can try to break them, and if I can't, then they're rugged. Likewise, I can strap on a VR suit and I can tell you if it makes the experience more immersive. Neither I nor any other members of the press can tell you how well a medical diagnostic device works in the same manner. This isn't anyone's fault, but as connected tech and AI are included in more healthcare devices, the potential for snake oil and for dangerous failures to generate mass hype increases exponentially. I want to be clear that the medical devices I have seen so far at CES do not strike me as suspicious in any way. Company representatives were extremely good at explaining what stage in the FDA approval process they were at, and I saw some really cool shit. My favorite was probably a new streamlined AED from LifeAZ. At $1,000 or $35 a month with a four to five year shelf life, this thing makes having a defibrillator on hand affordable for regular people. It's extremely light and small and can be easily carried in a backpack. I do have a little bit of medical training, and I tried this thing out on a dummy in test mode. I can confirm it appears to work like any other more expensive AED. The device is still awaiting FDA approval, but it has been approved and is being sold in France and Germany, so I feel pretty good saying this thing probably works the way LifeAZ says it does. And then there's my favorite product from CES Unveiled, the Nanshi Domestic Violence App from Athbash, which is a French company. This was first suggested to me via one of the most awkward PR emails I've ever received. Forward, media alert, groundbreaking domestic violence reporting app launching at CES 2023. And when I got it in my email, it just said, forward, media alert, groundbreaking domestic violence, <laughs> which, fun thing to get in your inbox. In fairness to their very nice PR lady, there's probably not a non-awkward way to title an email about this kind of thing. The app itself is really innovative, though. It provides you with options to record voice or video and to take photos of documents or to photographically document your own injuries. All the data that you save is stored off-site, so you take a picture or you record audio and it's immediately off the phone and off the app. You actually can't access it without contacting the company directly to get it. All of it is stored on the cloud and 
it's also on the blockchain, which is used to verify data integrity, making this probably the first blockchain-related product I've ever heard of with a realistic use case. Nanshi seems to be pretty well thought out from the top to bottom. Once you start recording, you can swipe away from the app, and it will keep recording without being visible anywhere on your phone. So if you're in a fight with a domestic abuser and they take your phone away, they will not see that you're recording, but it will keep recording. You can also change the logo and name that the app displays itself under on your phone so that it won't say that you have Nanshi anywhere. You can make it look like basically anything you want. It really does seem like they've thought this through, and it's about the best version of this kind of thing that's possible. There's more. Uh, of particular note at the show was an unpowered mechanical exoskeleton I got to try on. It doesn't increase your physical strength, but it does allow you to sit while standing. The manufacturer, Arkelis, sees this as a way to let workers stand on factory production lines and in retail stores all day long without straining themselves. I feel profoundly mixed about this product, more so than anything else at CES. On one hand, it, it works really well. I got to try it on, and it's kind of a marvel on the mechanical level. You can still walk perfectly well with it on, but you can just kind of sit at any point going limp, and it's actually really comfortable. On the other hand, it costs $3,000, which means very few retail workers are ever going to see one. So far, its primary use in the real world has been helping to keep auto workers comfortable while they shotgun more cars out into a world with far too many of them. It's all very emblematic of the way CES makes me feel these days. Inside the roiling sea of snake oil and broken shit are some really cool ideas, but they're all wedded to an industry that has mostly forgotten how to do anything new. Over the coming days, I'm going to look at a new smartphone from Samsung. It rolls up, I guess. Check out more VR haptic devices, none of which I expect to work very well, and I will hopefully get to lift some heavy weights wearing a powered exoskeleton. That one I'm actually looking forward to. I am open to the possibility of finding stuff that's cool here. But at the end of the day, nothing I've seen and nothing I'm likely to see has changed my overall impression of where the tech industry is today. It's a big, bloated monster slowly bleeding out before our eyes. Hey, we'll be back Monday with more episodes every week from now until the heat death of the universe. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was good. But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.